What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Roll Blob Podcast presented by the Broken Anchor with Andy and Cap. I'm Cap. He's Andy. Andy, what up? This is the greatest day I've ever had in my life. We finally have a scheduled Xavier basketball game. Yeah, that's no exaggeration, boys. You know, you smell that smell, Andy? That's a smell of college great. basketball is what that is. Man, that is delicious. Yeah, it smells good. I can't even take you seriously sometimes. But anyway, we've got a little bit of a college basketball preview with our boy World of College Hoops came on and did us a favor. Obviously, any guess we have is a favor, Andy. And we did a little college hoops preview. And I did you guys a favor behind the scenes, okay? Me and Andy got into a little brawl. I said, steak and potatoes podcast, football and basketball only. And that's what we got for you. Maybe one little P in there. Uh, that's not an innuendo. So we got football and basketball, and that's it for that the is people. It. <laughs> for the people, Andy. So that is what the people don't want. That's what the people don't want at all. So they're already here. So we got to give them what they want. So we got we're gonna flame call people, Andy. We're gonna kind of do a couple roasts, a couple football roasts. Obviously, talk about the Arizona Seahawks game, and other than that, college basketball, a little mailbag, get over the midweek blues, bro, because it's popping. I smell college hoops. And there is no more delicious, no tastier smell outside of pumpkin bread, which we're, I will be eating while watching college hoops. We're just going to talk like John Rothstein the whole podcast. And here we go. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do that. Uh, John Rothstein, you low-key suck, but I love you. Um, yeah, Andy, we're not doing that. But anyway, Andy – John Rothstein, we say Rothstein way more times than we need to. We give that man way too much credit. But John Rothstein has confirmed, so you know it's legit. Xavier Oakland, the day before Thanksgiving, November 25th, a nooner to start college basketball, Andy. I, the, the, college basketball is not going to start with anything better than Paul Scruggs hitting a three <laughs> and Kiki Tandy dunking over some mid-major ass. Saving the best for first. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Andy. College basketball is here, man. Once you get the Rothstein official games, it's on, man. Practice is in full swing. We're less than a goat away, which is 30, David West. Less than 30 days away, Andy. College basketball is here, man. How far we've come from a month ago when it was, we were still unsure if we were getting it or not, we now have scheduled games. We have a full non-conference schedule that, that Xavier is supposed to – announced in the next coming days, according to Adam Baum. Uh, we have full conference schedules releasing. I think the Big Ten just um, released theirs tonight. So we are here, y'all. We made it's, it. It's going to be a hot winter. <laughs> I'm ready, bro. So with, with no further ado, and I don't think I said that correctly, let's get into this interview, Andy. Let's break down some college hoops. All right, yeah. So we got um, World of College Basketball, and you may have seen him around. He's, got, he's built the way, built his account 
up, and he's actually done a great job as there's a drive by a Rosarina to deep right, and that'll make <laughs> it a one nothing ball game. I don't know if I'll ever put on this headset again. With the Reds or with Fox. <laughs> so I, I want to deeply apologize to my to the to the Reds, to the podcasters, to the to Xavier, to my employers, the broken anchor, the broken anchor, even Cincinnati mid majors, and that concludes our baseball coverage for the whole podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty much it. There's the P. Yes. Um, before You're before welcome. we get into the, so now that baseball's over, we'll go ahead and send you guys to our man Jacob of World of College Basketball. Welcoming into the Roll Blob podcast, our boy, World of College Basketball, at World of College Basketball, one on Twitter, our boy Jacob. What's up? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be on the Roll Blob podcast. <laughs> That's the first time we've ever heard that. Before. Before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not something <laughs> we hear very often, but no, it's great to have you on, man. Great to talk some college hoops. Feels like we're kind of getting into that window, less than 30 days. So it's, we're doing a little uh, college basketball preview, man. Glad to have you on. Thank you for having me. Of course. So real quick, let's get into your background. So obviously you're a burner. So obviously you're in the elite of the elite. Um, so how'd you, how'd you get your Twitter account started and kind of what's your basketball fan background? Uh, well, I've been a basketball kid all my life. It's just, I'm, I'm from Wisconsin. So I'm a Milwaukee Bucks fan. I've been going to their games. I've been watching college basketball for a while. And then it's honestly funny because getting into this Twitter account, I was honestly in, in like I'm in college, obviously I'm 20. But I was literally in my math class. It was in January of, I think, last season. And I was like, or a couple seasons ago. And I'm like, I want to make a Twitter account because, like, I want to do this. Like, I want to be – I, I want to do this as, like, a job. And so I kind of just went on Twitter as my teacher was teaching, and I made this account. And within the first two months, I got 200 followers. And I was like, well, this is pretty cool. And then now just over – just under a year, actually – uh, under two years, I almost have 2,000 followers, so it's it's growing pretty rapidly. Yeah, it's fun, man. And, and obviously, I'm probably you're probably the same way as us. Like Andy, college basketball is too much. Just have a, have a personal basketball account. You gotta have you gotta have a Twitter account for specifically college yeah. basketball. It's too much. Okay, so I hear you're from Wisconsin, and I hear you're a Duke fan. Can you explain yourself? I'm not a Duke fan. I'm a Wisconsin fan. Oh, okay, almost as bad, but not as bad. <laughs> <laughs> um spread and false so, in, info here <laughs> so we have a little bit of blood, bad blood together we're going to get past that because we we can table that for another time what's up with these marquette does, does marquette have fans the people are wondering uh yes they do and i don't know if you know but there's an uh like a twitter account nathan marzion i actually played him in high school for basketball and he's a huge marquette fan and everybody goes after him about it and he's also a cubs fan so it makes it even worse what? Uh, but there's the there's that <laughs> yeah I don't, don't ask me but um there's, 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 a, there's some bad blood there <laughs> there's some bad blood between Wisconsin and Marquette fans especially like last year when Wisconsin won uh, it was pretty fun to bash the Marquette fans but honestly when I was younger I kind of like both teams because I got older I was like well I kind of have to pick a side because this is a rivalry so yeah. I'm sticking with the Badgers. Fair enough, and they've definitely been better in our lifetime, that's for sure. So, since I've never seen a Marquette fan or heard from a Marquette fan, can you just tell me what they're like? Like, what, what, what's that like? Because it's kind of like a unicorn over here. Uh, I mean, they're okay. I mean, obviously being a Wisconsin fan, when I like to cheer for Marquette when I can, but when they're obviously mm -hmm. playing Wisconsin, 
Uh, <laughs> right. It's Wisconsin all the way. It's Madtown all the way. But um, I have a couple. Of, I have a couple of friends that go to Marquette, and they're pretty chill. Uh, they're okay. pretty humble when they when they lose. So it's not. Well, they should be humble. They're not like, they're they're, fans. They're not like Kentucky. They're not like Kentucky fans or Duke right. fans. Or, <laughs> I mean, imagine rooting for Wojo. It must be a tough life. I'm glad they're humble. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> and, and I I have heard that Marquette fans are good for one thing, and that's correcting your English. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> All right, so I mean, to, to kind of get into the college basketball talk, um, I mean, this, this season is a giant question mark. Like, how long do you think the season's going to last? Like, are we going to get a full one? Do we get the big dance again? Um, that is a question mark in my head as well. I don't. I honestly don't know. I know there's obviously yesterday um, there were reports that Orlando got canceled already with all those bubble bubble games yeah. that uh, ESPN wanted to do. And yeah, they, couldn't that, really, yeah. they couldn't really get uh, agreement on COVID guidelines and stuff like that. So they canceled that. And I know Fort Myers is doing something with Gonzaga, Auburn and Kansas. And then there's a fourth team that uh, is up in the air. But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it got moved to like all conference games, because with all that's going on, nobody knows uh, that could throw the whole thing. So I, I don't know. You really don't know what all is going to happen. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if they went, all, went to all conference. I like the fact that, like, I mean, what Xavier's doing is they have um, the MTE. That is, um, it's all teams from, from around here. I mean, we got uh, Oakland, which is in Michigan, um, Toledo, and, oh, man, who the fuck's the other one? It's, it's another team like that. I feel like it's like Wright Bradley. State or somebody. But it's, it's, is it Bradley? I think I think it, I think it's like Bradley. Yeah. So a bunch, like, of, a bunch of powerhouses, yeah. And I, I see them. Uh, I see all the non-conference games, and for most schools to be schools around them, so to limit travel, mm-hmm. all all buses and no planes. Yeah, and the thing about that is too, they like even if they did go to all conference, like like all those conferences are doing like twenty conference games, so it's not like. Um, it's going to hurt them, but like for like the mid majors, like the A10 or conferences Cincinnati. like those, like the, like that, like, yep, those, like those schools, they honestly won't get a chance to be in. If there is an NCAA tournament, they're not going to get a bigger chance because there's, there's not going to be those non conference games where they could offset a big team and get that on their resume. So that could probably hurt the mid majors the most, but for the high majors, it really, uh, like for Gonzaga, Dukey, Virginia, those teams, they could probably care less if they just went to Xavier. <laughs> they, they could probably care. They could probably care less on like what happens because they're going to make the tournament nonetheless. World of college basketball thinks UC is a mid-major confirmed. Love to see. <laughs> we have we have that on record, and we're we very excited about that. The quote's going up on Roll Blob right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So going along with that, we'll uh, we'll kind of exclude the mid majors here because we know they are out of it. Um, who do you have as your top ten so far? Uh, so yeah, I'll just go down the list right away. Um, obviously, it was a toss up between Baylor and Zaga at the one and two spot, but I think Baylor just has that extra little piece. Uh, they obviously returned the, their two top players, Jared Butler and Mikio Teague, uh, the two top scorers uh, for Baylor, and then also have Mark Tell back. Uh, he is an elite defender. He can defend all over the floor. Uh, so I think 
that was the key piece in Baylor topping Gonzaga at number one. And then number three, I have Villanova. Uh, Colin Gillespie for me is actually my the, the big Big East player of the year uh, preseason for me. Yeah, I know you'll that. hate that. <laughs> you'll probably hate me for that one, but uh, I can't. I can't be so mad I've, at that. <laughs> so I have Villanova at number three. Um, on my paper, I have Virginia at number four, and on my paper, I have uh, Sam Hauser in all caps. Uh, he's my ACC preseason player of the year. Uh, he was an offensive juggernaut at Marquette. Oh, we know uh, it. He has the whole. He has the. He has the whole <laughs> offensive game, and def- defensively, he struggled at Marquette. And I think with in that Tony Bennett system, he'll get that defense back, and uh, he'll be uh, pretty unstoppable. So I at four, and then to round out the top five. I have Kentucky sitting at the fifth spot. I originally had Kentucky um, at the fifteenth spot, but th- all right. And then at number six, I have Iowa. Big man who guard him from last year. The only reason why is because the experiment or the experience that they have. Uh, they finished 20 and 11 on the year, and they um, finished fourth in the Big Ten. And this year, the Big Ten is going to be star-studded once again. So I don't. I see Iowa as a, like a good team, but um, I just have them at six for the experience. And then at seven, I have Kansas. Um, they're the potential second place team in the big 12 behind Baylor. Obviously the last of Dotson and Oduka Azubuki, uh, the two score, the two top scorers on their team. Uh, but they do have Marcus Garrett, uh, who I think is one of the best defenders in the country. And he won defensive player of the year last season. Uh, number eight, I have Illinois, uh, Io coming back, coffee, Coburn coming back. Uh, yep. They have a star-studded recruiting class, four, uh, three four-stars and a uh, one three-star. And that, I think that is a good combo of enough youth and then they have, obviously have the experience, which could be deadly in the tournament. And then number nine for me is uh, Wisconsin Badgers. Roll badge. Let's, uh, they finished <laughs> with the bias. one seed in the Big, big Ten. T- <laughs> <laughs> um, they finished with the one seed in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, that actually never happened. Uh, they returned Trice, Potter, Davis, and Reavers. Um, four out of their five uh, starting five is returning on the lead forward. Obviously returns. And then they have a great recruiting class. Uh, ben Carlison, the Davis brothers, and a couple more. And actually ranked, they, they ranked 30th in the country uh, with the 2020 class, which obviously doing some research uh, is actually pretty good because a lot of teams that in the national championships have an experience and they have a recruiting class that finish or in like the top 20 area. So I did contend for national title there. And to wrap out my uh, 10, I have Duke, Wendell Moore returning, Matthew Burt returning. Uh, those are some of the players that are returning for them. Um, uh, they have a re- recruiting class of Jalen Johnson from Wisconsin. Uh, he's going to be a stud. He's a playmaker all over the floor. Uh, DJ Stewart, Jeremy Roche, Mark Williams. Uh, and then we have that transfer from Columbia, Patrick Cape. And he is like six ten, so he's going to be presence down low for the Blue Devils, I think. Good deal, man. Yeah, insert JP McCure chomp gif here, though. Um, yeah, that, that that's good, man. I'm excited for the season. It's going to be a, a fun dynamic. Uh, what are some of your favorite storylines going into the season? Um, I, I think I think it's obviously a lot of people do not like Gonzaga being in the West Coast Conference, but. They show year in and year out that they can play with the best teams in the country 
Obviously, Jalen Sugg coming in at point guard position, uh, he can do a lot. So I think Gonzaga, again, is going to show why uh, they're going to be a top team in the country. And that even I even said it on my page, um, even, even though they play in the West Coast Conference, uh, they still show that they can beat the, the top teams in the country. And even if they played in one of those Power Five conferences, they would still be a one seed yep. in tournament. So there's no doubt about that. So I think that's a big storyline. People, a lot of Gonzaga are going to look at. And then I think it's going to be Virginia and Hauser because I know a lot of fans, they are very hyped about their recruiting class and the way that they're going to play this year. And they think that they've got the ones that But I think Virginia, uh, they finished, I think they finished second in the conference last year. And the thing I forgot to mention is play of Jay Hoff. He actually uh, played a lot. Or he played last year and I think he's going to play better. Uh, he's going to play way better this year. I think he's going to explode for a big season, which is why I have Virginia playing the ACC. Um, and then oh, I, let's see. Uh, another big storyline I think is obviously the Big Ten. Um, it, it's going to have, yeah. they're going to have it's a deep, deep league like last year. Like anybody outside of like Northwestern, be like Nebraska, <laughs> you know, could like could actually like play for conference. Um, Northwest is the best yeah. team in Chicago, though. They're yeah. Chicago's team. Yeah. And then, then actually, lastly is the Atlantic Ten because I actually had a chance to talk with. Uh, I almost got an interview with. Um, uh, Jordan Goodwin of St. Louis. I actually got to talk with uh, Jacob of of Richmond. I think the A10 is going to be those two. Those two are going to be sleepers, and actually, those I'm going to talk to um, those teams later in my sleep picks. But I think St. Louis and Richmond are going to be uh, teams uh, if they are able to play some of the high makers. Cool. Well, you kind of touched on it a little bit. Well, why don't we jump into uh, sleepers real quick? All right, so I actually just wrote down those two, uh, but I can probably think of some more. But I've, I just said out of the A10, out of the A10, uh, St. Louis, Goodwin is one of the best rebounding point guards in the country. He averaged a double-double last year, 15.5 points, 10.5 boards. And um, I think he's going to lead St. Louis to a good year. And obviously the team that's going to be fighting for first place in the Atlantic 10 is Richmond. And – he was uh, Jacob Gillard, the point guard, the leader of the team. He was a, a 10 defensive player of the year last year. And I was able to act, like I said, I was able to talk to him and he told me two things that we should watch out for for next year. And he said, there's a lot of potential to be one of the best Richmond teams that Richmond has ever had and that they are going to be scary offensively. And that he said that uh, in quotes that we can score with the best. Uh, so I'm going to be watching out. Uh, Spider bomb. I'm going to be watching out for Richmond and seeing if, if we actually get the non-conference games, if they can, if they can do yeah. some damage. I know Richmond being good, yeah. And then uh, some other sleepers. Let's see. I could maybe BYU out of the West Coast Conference. Yeah, I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be good this year. Uh, what do you guys Mormons. think? Let's see what you guys think. Yeah, I mean, Andy, I don't know what you've thought, but. I don't even know, man. I mean, I was just stoked we were going to get basketball. <laughs> if, anyone, if anyone pops up for you, Andy, I was, I was just hyped we were going to get basketball at all before I looked at the sleepers. You're the expert. I mean, uh, as far as, um, like, 
teams that really no one's thinking about. I mean, I, I have my eye on Ohio State because I think they're uh, um, I think they got a really good, really really good coach. Um, they they ret- returned some uh, really good guards. I know they um, and Caleb Weston is one of the big best bigs in, in the country. And they also got mm-hmm. in a couple. Uh, I think they got a really good grad transfer from from Harvard. So although he came off of back to back, he missed like the last two years with an ACL tear. I think he's going to get um, back to his regular self. So I have my eye on Ohio State. Uh, I think I think I saw someone pick them like sixth in the Big Ten. I think they're going to finish higher than that. Although um, they're not a small school, but I don't think they're getting talked about enough. Wait, so we do one podcast with eleven Warriors, and now you're all all of a sudden a Buckeye? Yeah, big Buckeye guy. Goodness big gracious. Massive Buckeye fan, apparently. Where's this guy going wrong? I hate to see it. <laughs> and then actually, actually, I saw this earlier today, and I'm actually going to say the same thing. Uh, Georgia Tech. Okay. A, John Ross actually tweeted about it, and he said uh, they only suffer. They only got five, five losses last year uh, between five points and less, and they still finished 17 and 14 on the year, and they have four of their top five scores uh, returning and he called them okay. an NCAA tournament team. Georgia Tech, I think Georgia Tech could be a, one of those sleep teams. It'd be cool to see Georgia Tech be good again because it's been a long time. Yeah, definitely. I miss the Jarrett Jack Georgia Tech. Chris Bosch Georgia Tech. That's the Georgia Tech I grew up on. I miss this shitty Georgia. I'm not a fan of the shitty Georgia Tech. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so last year, of course, we had to miss on the greatest. Um, on the greatest event in sports, which is the NCAA tournament. I love March Madness, love the entire month of March, but we still got some pretty incredible moments last year. What were some of your favorite games from last season to reminisce on? Uh, some of my favorite games. Uh, let's see. Um, obviously, um, a lot of people would be with me, but I think just the Duke, North Carolina rivalries. Um, I know last year, I think there were a couple ball games. They weren't really that close. Obviously, North Carolina. One went over, one so went to overtime, I think. Yeah, but yeah, and then there was, I know, obviously, North Carolina, you know, went down the toilet, but they're going to be back this yeah. year. Uh, but like 2018 with Zion and RJ Barrett and Jackson on the other side and uh, those were those were some of the games I liked, and then but just from last year, um, let's see. I I actually oh I remember this um Kansas Kansas Dayton in the only really oh yeah was, that was oh Obi Toppin against yep. um Azubuki. And that was a heater. Just. That was that was a great game. I wish Dayton would have pulled it out, but they I think they lost by like what four points or something. But like that, that was Dayton showing like, hey, um, we can play. I think that was Dayton. Yeah, they they, they people had to take them seriously. They they balled they balled out yeah. against uh, that whole tournament. That whole tournament against Georgia in that opening round. Yep. Um, against Anthony Edwards, um, he put on a oh, show yeah. for that one game. Got for the game, now. but um, yeah, that but was Obi great. Toppin, I think that was his. I think that was his. His he's like. I'm here. This is my this is my yep. league, and I'm gonna show you how I play ball. And that's how he won, obviously, player of the year. He was year. incredible. Yeah. Um, but I think I think that just that game was insane, and just 
those last eight games, honestly, if I wanted, if I want to be biased, just those last eight games for the Badgers, um, they actually, they actually overcame adversity with Kobe King leaving the program and going to Nebraska. And he was one of the top scorers for the Badgers, but they won their last eight games and obviously pulled out the one seed in the big 10 tournament that didn't happen. Uh, but if I had yeah. to say, I think, uh, I think it would be that Maui invitational game. And then I know we're going to talk about it later, but lastly, that UConn Xavier game in the Charleston classic. Hell yeah. We'll, we'll get now to we're that. talking. Lo- lo- we'll get to that. that. <laughs> All right. I, I absolutely love hearing that. That gets me excited. <laughs> All right. Um, so when we do get this season, we finally get the big dance again. We didn't get this last year, so I'm already thinking about it. Who do you have in your way too early final four? Uh, my way too early final four. Let's see. I know, I know last year I picked Baylor, but obviously they fell a little bit at the end of the year. So I don't know, even though they have all this talent, I don't know if I trust them as much as I should, but so I'm, I don't think I'm going to take Baylor, but I think, Right now, just looking at rosters, looking at everything, uh, I think I'm going to take Gonzaga. Yep. I'll put, I'll put Villanova in there. Okay. Um, I'll put Virginia in there, and then I'm actually going to take a little bit of a. Obviously, not a lot of people will probably pick this, but I'll take Illinois. I think um, Io and Coffee, one of the okay. top du- duos, and I think they're going to be one of the top point four duos in the country. Um, it's a big year for that program. I feel yeah, like I think they can, it's good. They can be really good. Yeah. They, and I know I write for overtime heroics and one of the guys says that he's never seen it before, but like Illinois fans and Kentucky fans going at it for recruits. So Illinois getting, getting a bunch of good recruits. I think they're going to push your final four bid this year. Yeah. It's interesting because I remember, you know, it, the landscapes changed a lot, but when I was falling in love with college basketball, early two thousands, like Illinois was a power. Like D Brown, Darren Williams. I mean, they were nasty. So to see them kind of like Georgia Tech, like both of those programs kind of fell off when they were really good in that period. So it'll be cool to see if Illinois can climb back up to, you know, prominence. Even though I'm a Wisconsin fan, it's a tough conference. And I like, I really like Illinois. If I had to pick a team for them to beat Wisconsin to be, get the 10 conference title, I think it would be Illinois. Yeah, I'd like to see them get good again. That'd be cool. I like that final four though. You always gotta take one obscure one. Like in my bracket, you always gotta pick one. At least one three seed. It, it always ha- it, it always happens. It always happens. Without you can't fail. just go with the top four. You can never just go with the top four. Upset. It's, nope. it's it's madness for a reason. You, you can't even yeah. You can't even go yeah. You can't even just go with the one seeds. It's you gotta at least pick. I think I think out of all my brackets I've done, I've only done that a couple times. But I usually pick like a couple one seeds because I know that yeah. they'll get they'll get to the final four. And then sometimes maybe like I'll pick like a four or five seed to get there because I know it's going to happen. Like look at Loyola last year, like a couple of years ago. That was incredible. They made that, they made that tournament run as what an 11 seed. I think they were. Yes. And so, yeah. And so it always happens. And that's why, that's why people that know college basketball don't do well with their, their bracket tournaments because random people that don't even check their brackets during the tournament will finish higher than you. So. And, um, yeah, I dated this girl that picked her, bra- her picked her bracket, not based on the uniforms, but the outfits. Oh, <laughs> what had the best outfits? And she picked yeah, Villanova my... in 2016. 
I think yeah, mine does. Mine does. My girlfriend does the the mascots. I think. Yep. So she picks with the mascots. So Andy, you're telling me it didn't work out with the outfits, girl? It did not. No, believe Shocked. it or not. Shocked. No. She didn't want to stay abstinent. You know, <laughs> wow, you know that does about. not fly around here. Yeah, it's not fly. <laughs> not in my house. Sacred body is sacred, Andy. That is some yep. good freaking stuff. Andy, I say we get into this Yukon Xavier thing. I've been chopping at the bit. I'm on the edge of my seat. Like, let's get this going. Well, I'm, I'm rolling my chair. It's, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, so Charleston Classic final, packed house, absolute crazy environment. What did you think about the Yukon Xavier game last year? Uh, it was, just to describe it in one word, it was insane. It was, honestly, there's no other way. My, like, jaw was, like, probably dropped – after that game because i was like what just happened um obviously i'm just looking at my sheet um you guys it obviously went to double ot i feel like uconn's program is built on going into double overtime that's like the minimum and they don't like regulation no you guys went into double overtime uh you were missing your three most experienced guards uh scruggs good and marshall and you guys pulled it out uh by point and then obviously in the final, you were down 17 to Florida and you lost to that too. You guys got runner up at that UConn game. I think that was a big, big game. You started 6-0 and after that win. And then you guys started actually started 9-1. and I know I texted you guys earlier and I said, yeah, I wanted to bring this up. And you said there's not a lot of stuff that was exciting about last year, finishing 19-11. and Yeah. Uh, <laughs> started you guys, you guys started nine and one. It was, I think you guys were in the top 10. I think you, weren't you guys, I think you guys were in the top 10. If the not the top 10, then. real close, at least top 15. Yeah. We had high expectations. Yeah. It stinks thinking back to this. Cause I remember like thinking this was a sweet 16 team and obviously no one made sweet 16. So it is what it is, but, uh, but yeah, brutal, brutal finish. Yeah. But you guys, you guys played well that game. It was all a brawl basically. Oh my God. Obviously, yeah. James, James book or um, book night on the other side. He he balled out. That was his coming was out second, party. That was a second tournament. That was a second NCAA game, I think. Yeah, yeah. He was he was incredible, and it was just a game of attrition. And uh, it was funny because you had characters you don't normally see, like Fremantle had five blocks. We had a transfer and a freshman bringing the ball up the court for you know both overtimes. It was it was wild, man. I mean, they had Buck yeah, Knight like, go out. Yeah, it was wild. And that's and that's what you want to see, like these early yeah. season tournaments. Like the Char- like the like the Charleston Classic, the Jimmy V Classic, the Maui Invitational, Battle for Atlantis. That's like that's like the turn like that's like the NCAA tournament, but in the middle, like the early yeah. part of the season. Like right. you you want to see all these teams play, and you want these the number one ranked team to like lose, and you want to see what what these teams are made of in tournament format to get ready for the NCAA tournament and conference play, obviously. But like with all those other tournaments that some of these small major teams were gonna play in. They have to find something else, and it might not be as big. That does hurt. I mean, obviously, those are so big because, like, you know, in the beginning of the season, like, we're playing, new, like, New Jersey Institute of Technology. We're playing IPFW. It is fun, like, the second, third game of the season to be playing Illinois, to be playing Florida, you know, to be playing Wisconsin, to be playing big games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one thing that's, that might think we missed the Gavit games. You're a Big Ten Wisconsin fan, whereas Xavier, Big East guy. Um, so, I mean, those are the things that kind of hurt to miss, but obviously, in my opinion, it's just a win to be getting anything at this point. I mean, I remember Andy and I were having a conversation three months ago. I thought we had no chance of having any kind of season. Um, so now to be looking like a full conference slate, maybe five, six non-conference games, that's a huge win in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it, it definitely is a win. And 
I know even even if they do cancel a conference game, I think they're gonna try to salvage that. But even mm-hmm. if we don't getting the twenty conference game in, in midst of this global pandemic, it's it's a win yeah. for the NCAA. And I think they're gonna try they're gonna see what the winter brings, but obviously they're gonna try to play the NCAA tournament because they lost a lot of revenue not playing Shut it last year. They it was insane. Like they probably lost so much. Yeah, for the lack of planning we've seen on a lot of things, I don't think we're going to get that with the NCAA tournament. I think they're going to do everything they can. I know from my own mental yeah, no. well-being, I need that CBS music. I need brackets. I need the yes. night before to be printing off 40 brackets and taking them to work. Like, that's yeah. that's how it goes, that's, man. Like, I need that from my own mental well-being. I need Gus Johnson yeah. to get that three-week CBS contract. <laughs> I need one yes, chance. Gus moment. Johnson is the go. Oh, my God. Yes. I love Gus, Gus Johnson. <laughs> Shelve your uh, your favorite sportscaster real quick. So we're gonna get into that. <laughs> we're gonna ask um, you about that. We need one shining moment, bro. Like we we need it, bro. I, I need upsets. <laughs> I need twelves beating fives. I need <laughs> I, I need, need Dick Vitale screaming. Yeah, yes. it, it has to happen. It has to happen. Ian Eagles, my boy. Yeah, I, I miss it. Yeah, two years in a row, I think I might I might not make it if we if we get two years in a row. I will not. Yeah, we're all I will not. It'd be my I'll, last year on earth. All the college hoops players are going to die without another without another NCAA tournament. Well, bro, I'll we really appreciate you. Happen. Oh, me too. Yeah, I'm I'm saying it right here on the Roblox podcast. If we don't get an NCAA tournament, deactivating accounts. <laughs> no more capex. It's gone. Yeah, we're we're, we're going to have to hold it. We have to hold the NCAA hostage and say like you're, you're going to lose us. It's we're giving them an ultimatum. It's like when your girlfriend says like if you don't propose to me by such and such a date, like we're done. That's what we're going to do. We're going to hold the NCAA hostage. <laughs> It's a bold strategy. We'll see how it pays off. <laughs> All right. You guys, you guys ready to get in some rapid fire? I'm you ready, bro? I'm ready. All right. We appreciate your time, and I apologize ahead of time. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's go. Favorite obscure college basketball player? Uh, I don't even know. Poly Poly Cap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, let's go with that. Let's, let's, I, favorite, I can't even. Favorite Badger of all time? Favorite Badger of all time. Obviously, I'm li- I'm living in the 2000s, so I'll probably go uh, Frank Kaminsky. That's a good one. At least it's, as long as it's not the eighth, Ethan Happ, that's a win. Yeah. Uh, favorite NCAA nickname. Um, favorite NCAA nickname. Let's go. Oh, that's a tough one too. God. You guys are giving me tough questions. No, I know, I know, I know. It's rapid fire. There's a gun to your head, though. You're gonna yeah, get shot if you don't give me an answer. Can I go? Can I go mask mascot? I'll go with Xavier's mascot. I'll take it, even though all you right. said Xavier. <laughs> it's all good. We'll we'll, we'll bypass that. Uh, what's your favorite lunchable? Roll, roll. Favorite lunchable has to be the pizza. I think I'll go with the pizza. Oh, I, you know, I'm I'm a big dessert pizza guy. Which which nickname you like better, ant eaters or blue hens? Uh ant eaters. W. What's your favorite video game of all time? Favorite video game of all time. Play a lot of Call of Duty, so I'll, I'll go with that. Nothing wrong with that. What's your what? What time of the year is Christmas music acceptable? Uh, December twenty fifth. <laughs> what's your favorite? <laughs> that's great. What's your favorite non-major sport? Uh, I'd have to go with golf because I like watching the majors, like the Masters, the PGA okay. Championship, stuff like that. So, okay. and you're gonna be friends. <laughs> Who's your favorite sportscaster? Uh, favorite sportscaster has to go Michael Michael Breen from out of the NBA. Oh, Burn. Dang. Burn. 
Dang. Which college coach would you want to be recruited by the most? Uh, oh, man, I have two. Let's see, I, uh, let's go Jay Wright. I think, think even okay. though he's not a lot of – not a one and done player, but he develops the players. Big mob guy, fair enough. Uh, what's, <laughs> what's your favorite sporting event you've ever been to? Um, favorite sporting event. Uh, I actually went to the Milwaukee Bucks game against the Warriors. Uh, they beat them twenty oh, when they were twenty four and all. That's a banger. That's a banger. OJ Mayo. OJ Mayo splashed all over him. OJ Mayo. I miss that guy. Well, what's your least favorite fast food restaurant? Burger King. Okay, fair enough. Burger King just super forgettable. That's fair. No. Xbox or PlayStation or uh, Atari? PlayStation. Well, not a big Atari guy. Didn't see that coming. Uh, fa- what's your favorite arcade game? Uh, favorite arcade game would be Ski Ball. Okay, that's a W. Favorite vacation destination? Uh, Bahamas. Oh, nice. Flat wings or drums? Uh, la, 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 la. Drums. Yeah, that's a dub. All right. Wait, all right. Last question. You wearing zip off pants or jorts if you have to pick one? Um, <laughs> zip off. Oh, I'll go jorts because I'm kind of <laughs> good man. That's correct. That is correct. Nice job, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you being a good sport. Appreciate your time. We'll have to do it again sometime. Um, love your accounts. Hell yeah. Anything you want to plug before you go? I uh, know. Just go follow my account. Obviously, I put out some fire content so uh, if you guys yeah. want to follow me yeah a lot of good a lot of good real basketball <laughs> content you won't find from me or andy on world college basketball one <laughs> appreciate your time jacob man you have a great night hey thank you guys andy can't beat steak and potatoes man that's exactly what the people are here for and that's exactly what gets us erect college hoops college hoops college hoops no veggies around here, baby. No broccoli. No, no. There's only one baby carrot over here, and that's right, right in my drawers. Hey, yo, my guy. Normally, I wouldn't have gone for that. Normally, I just would have let you soak up that one, soak up that L, but I'm too excited for college basketball. So I'll let you have it. I'll, I'll hype you up, Andy. <laughs> and with hyping you up, Andy, I'll give you 15 seconds of, fantasy, of, of an Andy fantasy football update. All right, yes. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> Dak off my little chub had a hell of a week. We got that That's win painful. thanks to thanks to Monday night. We won by a quarter of a point to, to bring us to what week is it? We're six and one on the season. Three. Give me the trophy already. Let's Two. fucking go. Andy, that was a hell of an update. I mean, it was painful. I mean, it, you didn't you didn't exactly fly out of the gates there. It was funny, but you're you're a content machine. You know that. All right, so people, I will save you from that. I told him no baseball. I had to cave on one thing, so we gave him fancy. We gave him fifteen of fancy football. Uh, best 15 seconds of my life, Andy. All right, so, Andy, I think we're going to save our Bengals-Browns coverage for this Friday. And that, that'll be the a full slate of Bengals-Browns coverage, so we don't need to talk about that game that didn't we're, happen. We're going to do that on the water, if you don't mind. So, Andy, I say we jump right into that wild Sunday night football game. Seahawks-Cardinals. Right, first of all, can we talk about how, like, DK Metcalf was getting a speeding ticket? That was insane. That dude is a monster. I think he might be the closest thing to Megatron in the NFL right now. I'm like, I think he may be more athletic, not more dominant. Oh he might be more athletic. Maybe more athletic. 
he kind of reminds me. Remember that one uh, picture that was viral from that Baylor? Uh, that Baylor oh, yes, back Sean Oakman. <laughs> yeah, he kind of reminds me of a Sean Oakman in a way. That dude's just imposing as fuck. I do not want to see that man's belly button, bro. If I see that belly button, I know my life's in fucking danger. I mean, why would you see his belly button? Sean Oakman, bro. Man. Nothing that... more, dude. There was nothing more imposing. That man's got the baddest belly button on the planet. Oh, yeah, he's right up there in the belly button power rankings. Way up there. I guess we right, got to find our jackass topic for, for belly, Friday. Belly button power rankings this Friday. It's going down. But, yeah, that play was fucking nuts, by the way. And first but of all, hell of an interception by Buda Baker. He, time, he played that perfectly. And I'm thinking no one's going to catch this dude. And then in comes your freight train DK Metcalf. Like, you're fucking mine. You saw right <laughs> in his eye. As soon as he got that, uh, as soon as he intercepted, he's like, I'm going to get this motherfucker. Dude, absolute just all-out determination. And that's just one of those things of just knowing you're a fucking freak. Where did he take off from, like, his own two? It was, when the yeah, other player had, like, I think he was 20? running a drag, a drag route right on the um, right on the one or two-yard line, and then he was immediate. Where? How much ground did he have to make up? Like, 18 yards, 20 yards? I think, he's, I think they said he ran 114 yards. Because he Oof. was like they weren't he was like directly behind him so he was like going right he was too. a ways behind him yeah that was wild dude yeah that was insane and it's not like um, Baker slowed up or anything he just fucking caught him that reminded me of like that one Tyreek Hill play where like that one dude was sprinting and Tyreek's just fucking flying by him yes. <laughs> like, <what> the, <laughs> it's fucking wild dude it felt like Ron Burgundy like when he's like trying to get back into the thing and he's like he feels like he's going full speed he's going like twenty miles an hour <laughs> are those the other cars. That's what it must feel like sprinting next to Tyreek. I mean, I want to, I, I want to race Tyreek. I want to challenge Tyreek oh Hill to a God. foot race. He's like one of those dudes. Like, remember when Chad Ochocinco raced that horse? Yeah. <laughs> Tyreek, like, character. you could give me like forty yards in like a hundred meter dash, and I know those don't add up. <laughs> <laughs> but I still would not like my chances, and I'm not that slow. No, I like no, my chances against most people. But well, not that a challenge. I think I can get you in a sprint. You would get me in a mile, but I think I'd get you in a sprint. I haven't run a mile in years. Yeah, but I feel like you're built for endurance. And I ran cross country for two years. Well, endurance on the track. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have endurance, endurance anywhere else. Not it's not. not it's not. I love how we're on Friday mode. It's Tuesday. This is bad. We're um, ready, man. We're ready. I know. We stay ready around here. Um, but anyway, the game was just insane. Game was fucking wild, and it just seemed like one of those games. You know, you got the experienced quarterback. You've got the Seahawks. You got Russell Wilson, and they were just a leg ahead the entire game. Man, it just kind of felt like one that they were going to end up stealing. And you had to respect the grit from Arizona. I mean, they just kept fighting and fighting and fighting. But I was like, there ain't no way they're taking this thing. I feel. I mean, it, it was a game where you know, like it shows getting a guy how important getting a guy like DeAndre Hopkins was. Like the way that offense is moving. Like when you get a stud like that, that yeah, and you still have Larry Fitzgerald, who I mean, he's. No slouch. He's he may be God, seventy-five dude, he's years old. He's still doing it. He's still he's still going. Like I don't still care that he graduated high school with Leonard too. Hamilton. Best ass in the league is still doing at, it. At Fitzgerald. He was a rookie in Andy, one of my favorite football games of all time. ESPN two K five. He was a fucking rookie. And he's this still gonna be going. Quit. And he's still gonna be in the next um, NFL two K that's coming out. <laughs> Probably. ESPN two K twenty seven. Fitzgerald. <laughs> That, dude, that dude's a legend, bro. He is the receiver Frank Gore, and I don't think those dudes get talked about enough as like how relevant they are for how long. That's fucking all, all that workhorse for twenty years. 
Frank Gore is more impressive because he's a fucking running back. Frank yeah, Gore and he is still like runs legit. between the tackles. Frank Gore is like the world's oldest man age in running back years, bro. He's legit like 125 in running yeah. back years. <laughs> and, he's and old as back. dirt in running back years, bro. And he, Dude, I, he's gonna keep going until he, till he, uh, until he just keeps moving up the charts. Demarco Murray had retired eight years earlier at the what the fuck, dude? Yeah, that dude's a monster. Frank Gore is an underrated monster. That's insane. And obviously he's not what he used to be, but fucking Christ, he was on, I can't like, imagine. Andy, I'm 28 and my back hurts every single day, and I don't even do anything. Andy, when you hear Joe every time he sits down for morning coffee, that's a 23 year old. <laughs> I know, dude. Imagine, like, going against Aaron Donald in, like, 10 years from now. <laughs> like, what? I, I – that that thought makes me flaccid. Yeah, Very that flaccid. dude. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck that shit. Aaron Donald. Flaccid to the max. But, yeah, a really impressive game by the cards, man. I think the cards might low-key be for real. Kyler Murray, I think, is legit for real. I think Kyler Murray is an absolute problem. I was, I was going to get into that. Like, uh, Kyler Murray, there was, there was some questions about his height, questions about his play style. All questions. I think next to Lamar Jackson is the quickest. Year. I think he's the quickest running back in the league. His feet are just so Fuck. freaking quick. You cannot keep up with him. He's a water bug, dude. Pitter pat, pitter pat, pitter pat, dude. He's, <laughs> dude. He's a fucking water bug, bro. God damn. And it's just like it's unguardable, bro. Like especially when you have DeAndre Hopkins, like you got to spread the field out, and he just does whatever he wants. He's not afraid to go between the tackles either. And we're counting out Kenyon Drake too. Like they have some studs on offense. Andy, I'll give you some baseball talk. You can definitely tell that Kyler's a baseball player based off that slide. His slide is beautiful. It was all – honestly, like, it made me smile. It was so satisfying. Oh, gorgeous. Gorgeous more, slide. More, sa- more satisfying than my hand on a Saturday night, that slide was. That's a W, my fan. That's a W. I say with that, we move on. <laughs> no, we're from our sponsors. I fucking love you. You're out here. Um, Andy – it's time to talk some shit, Andy. We're gonna kind of, we're gonna kind of uh, switch gears here. We're gonna talk some shit about the Washington football team because while he still isn't our red rifle, he's still he's, our boy. He's still my, he's still, he's still my guy. Yeah, I, my favorite Andy on the planet, Andy Dalton. No, no, um, no, blame you, no blaming you there. You absolutely can't. It took an absolute bullshit shot. Yeah, like, and he was he was sliding. He was full. It was full into the slide, and the down is over once he starts sliding. So yep. once he gives himself up is when he um, – basically when his feet leave the ground. Yep. And then he just takes this full-on launch shoulder pad to the head. Now, rightfully, he was Oof. ejected, but he's not suspended for that. That shit can't like, fly. Like – and then, and, too, man, just a brutal – brutal watching that, first of all. Like the neck motion, the smack on the turf. Helmet came off, and he immediately came rolled off, over yeah. and went to bed. Yeah, that was – Brutal to watch for our boy. Obviously, you know, we spent years being tortured, watching him throw picks and throw it in double coverage. But I still love Andy Dalton. He's one of the better people on the planet. I fucking love that guy. He's probably like, – he, the fact that he does not win the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award every year is kind of shocking. <laughs> um, he wins the Roll Blob Man of the Year Award. And, you know, we're, we're going to get that started. That's going to be yeah. a, a real award ceremony. Right, we're, we're tweeting that out after this podcast. And, uh, <laughs> but anyway, bro, just an absolute bullshit hit. And I guess I can kind of understand, like, it being a bang-bang play. And then, too, you have to be a certain kind of crazy to play football, especially to play defense. Like, you, have, you have to be an absolute nut job. Like, I love playing football. Like, I'm an offensive player. I like making plays. I'm not, I don't like hurting people. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to be a certain kind of crazy to want to go out of your way to just absolutely smack people and get joy out of it. 
So they're definitely wired differently. And I kind of get that. You kinda, it's, that's why it's just weird when you have these kind of rules. It's like you can't put like fighters in a ring except not to fight, you know, like it's a violent sport and it's a bang, bang play. They're competitors. So I, I kind of get that. You, you kind of can't take the violence out of football, but that's a bullshit hit and that right. doesn't belong in the game. Yeah. Like th- things like, I mean, I'm all for the physicality of football. I do think uh, like, I love, I love good legal hard hits. And that, that gets me excited. Uh, but really hard. Yeah, oh man, I I love I love when it's I love when it's hard. I love when it's legal. So make sure it's consensual. Um, but I love when they're I love when they're legal. It's it just it just makes me a lot happier when they are legal. Next point. I apologize to Fox and Cincinnati Reds. That was a deep home run to left. Oh, it was deep. Uh, please, for the love of God. Deep four-bagger. Oh, God. It's a Tuesday night, Andy. <laughs> Tuesday night. It doesn't stop, man. It doesn't stop. You got me going. Make your point. Make your point. Make your point. Drown in here. Bostic, fuck you. That's all I have to say. I am cool with leaving that on a fuck you. Let me get a fuck you. Um, yeah, let's fucking real quick, really honestly sad news about Odell Beckham. I'm not the biggest Odell Beckham guy. But his season's over, ACL tear. Um, really tough because I, I feel kind of bad for Odell. I mean, I know he's a diva, and I know he's super fucking loud. But it, it's just been a tough stretch for him, and I thought they were going to have a good season. Uh, tough for Odell Beckham. And he's the, been the all dude, over the news. The dude really wants to win. He has a huge passion and love for the game. Competitor. And when he's – like, he truly loves the game of football. So for him to not be able to play it while his teammates and his brothers are playing it, him having to sit there and watch it is worse than hell for him. Right. So like, it's worse than a counseling session with Toby. That's bad. (laughs) That's bad. Yeah. So we're we're definitely sad for Odell, but Andy, my favorite thing that happened all week was Carlos Dunlap. Oh my, he's, he's selling his house on the tweeter.com. And Najee Marshall hold my beer. (laughs) Oh my fucking god! If, if you were told me that Najee Marshall wasn't the wildest Twitter account going going around what right now, yep. then I would not believe you. But that, my friend, is Carlos Dunlap. Yeah, it's a six thousand square foot apartment. Like I bet Joe Burrow's like, what the fuck have I gotten myself into? Suck a shit. That's a slow day in Cincinnati Bengals. That's a and slow. You got a long, day. got a long way to go, bro. Yeah, this is just another. This is just another day, bro. This is it's just a Monday for the Cincinnati Bengals, and you gotta love Tyler Boyd calling that suck of shit. I'm I'm all for Tyler. I'm all I'm yeah, all with dude, Tyler Boyd right there. Yeah, I'm 100 percent on board with Tyler Boyd on that. I think Tyler Boyd's a real one. I, and and the fact that like we stole him from Pittsburgh, I fuck with Tyler Boyd. Like that is, like he, yeah. he's he's my guy. Like he is. Yeah, probably my favorite bangle of the past three years. Yeah, because there hasn't been, there hasn't been many. I don't know who else you would pick. Um, but this Carlos Dunlap stuff is going to get fucking nasty. It's going to get worse before it gets better because he's completely off the rails. I per- like he is he's going Antonio Brown right now, and he's not even he that is, good anymore. He has been he's, like he's still I productive, but there was a time that he was really good. Uh, he's he's probably the best pass rusher we've had in our in our history. Like, I'm willing uh, to say that he, maybe I Gino. think he's, he's a, like, he, Carlos Dunlap is a Bengal Hall of Famer. If we had, so? yeah, that's yes, fair. absolutely. That's if fair. we had a Ring of Honor, he'd be in it. But, you know, oh, like, he, he was. Susson. A couple of days ago, he would have been. <laughs> and, um, but <laughs> the way, 
the and honestly don't disagree with the fact that he was benched. I disagree with the fact that they didn't talk to him. <laughs> Zach Taylor, what are you doing? Talk to your veterans. That Have- is a good point. There are definitely two sides of the story. And I know that Dunlap's going off, but th- it doesn't come out of nowhere, though. You know, there's got to be a yeah. reason for it. So I'm definitely – and I definitely can empathize with Bengals players that it's not the most – you know, it's not the best run organization. It's a complete joke of an organization. <laughs> it's like if you were applying for a job and you're like, hey, have you ever heard of such and such a company? And be like, oh, okay, yeah, it's decent. You know, I'd give them decent reviews. Like, if <laughs> if there was – like, if the Bengals had a Yelp review, it would be like one and a half stars. <laughs> out of six. They'll add an extra star just to make it worse. Yeah, it's bad, bro. So I definitely understand the frustration, like – and I get it too. Like when shit just goes completely south, like have you ever been at a job, Andy, where you're just like totally over it and it's just like you finally snap and you're just fucking done? Yeah, like that's, wanna... that's what made me quit Brazzers. <laughs> yeah, that's what made you quit. <laughs> like I've had like two or three jobs, Andy. I've had like 20 jobs in my life. So just to throw this in context, where I literally just walked out. <laughs> I was just like, I'm done. This is, this is my last day. And then I'm done. You know what I mean? I literally walk out on the spot. Oh, for sure. It's, it's definitely happened. <laughs> I can, so I, I can get him being super upset, but also I didn't make, you know, $6 million a year. Um, but at the same time, though, dude's completely out of his fucking mind. No, uh, five, actually. <laughs> dude's completely off his fucking rocker, and I'm actually excited to see how this, how this thing plays out. It's, we're, about, we're about to get ourselves a circus. Like, because he, he was active, and he did, he did play hard, but he just has not been productive. So, again, I completely get them uh, for benching him, making him third string, because he has not been productive at all. No, not uh, so even a little bit. They did not go about the benching the right way, and he is sure as hell not going about the whole thing the right way. Is Zach Taylor on the hot seat? I think the seat is definitely getting warmer. It's pushing hot. I personally want to give him another year, especially with a more ta- – we're, we're supposed to have a more talented roster next year. But it is getting hot. I mean, the dude has lost just about every one-score game he's been in. And right. it, the record the record itself is un- um, unacceptable. But I personally believe he's not to blame. And after seeing Yeah, Marvin, I mean, look at what he's been given, you know. And Marvin like, got 16 years. Yeah, Marvin got 16 years. We, got, we stuck with Marvin and his confused ass for 16 fucking years. Who, like, every time the Bengals got screwed by the officiating, he just sat there and let it happen and just, like, sit and clapped at his players saying, come on. Yeah, um, and I feel like Marvin just openly didn't give a fuck the last, like, four seasons. It, like, the, 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 gift <laughs> the press of him, conferences were just brutal. <laughs> Just brutal. Like, 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 he'd just be like, I don't know what you want me to tell you. You know what I mean? Like, like bro, least, you're the fucking head coach. At least Zach Taylor has a fire in his ass and gives a fuck. Like, yeah, he's, exactly. Like, it, it is funny he's how he doesn't – screaming like, out there. You see Rick Browning's tweet, like, he doesn't say the word culture anymore. <laughs> like, what kind, of, <laughs> what kind of culture do you have? And yeah, you're not I, hearing I, culture anymore. I get the question marks. I completely get it. I personally just think yeah. he gets another year. A lot – very many coaches have been fired for a lot less. And we kind of know how things work in professional sports. If you're not winning, you get fired. It doesn't really matter what your roster looks like. You just kind right. of – you're the scapegoat. We, we saw Lovey Smith get fired at 10-6. and six. Yeah. I would say the real root of the problem is the fucking Brown family, but that's just me. Oh, for sure. Like, we – Let's like, fire them. Zach fire the Taylor, Brown family. Zach Taylor inherited a fucking dumpster fire. Defund the Brown family. I'm, I'm all for it. Just exterminate them. Why don't we do, we should. Why don't we do like the Packers and just have like the fucking people own the team? Yeah. Like we all pay like five hundred bucks for a share. Honestly, like I'm d- I'm down to start a GoFundMe. Dude, I would much rather go that route. And I know it's not feasible at all, but fuck the Brown family. Because you know what? I would definitely want Jonathan zero two six three three four X three X two to have an opinion on what we should do as an organization. 
it's almost impossible to be a fan of this franchise, Andy. I, I have literally said, like, I am done giving the Bengals money until until the Browns are out. Like, I'm done giving them money. It's a waste, it's a waste yeah. of my fucking time. The, the only tickets I get are the ones that um, I buy off others. I'm giving. And it's and, sad that it's that way, Andy, because you have such a loyal, like, group of fans. We, we want to root for a team. We just want to know you give a fuck at that's all. The thing. I, I, don't, I don't care the fact that we have not been winning. Of course, I care about it, but – if you at least fucking try. Xavier could have 10 losing seasons in a row, Andy, and I would come back with season tickets on year 11. Every, every <laughs> single year. Every like, single year. I will still not miss a game at the Centos unless I'm coaching. I, I hate the Brown family. And it just sucks that it's that way, man. It, it just it sucks. But that's, that's sports. That's life. That's professional sports, Andy, unfortunately, in a lot of cases. But, Andy, I say, if you can hear the paper, I say we get into our freaking mailbag, my dude. I'm loving the fact that we got this weekly segment going. Big fan. Uh, uh, the first one actually came to me on Friday. It was a special reach out, and I told him that I'll get to it on Wednesday. So okay. this question is, what do you think the best all-around rivalry in sports is that reaches all sports? Like Ohio State-Michigan obviously is mm. great in football, but they're, they, lack, yeah. they lack it in others. So what is the um, best rivalry that goes over all sports? That's a good question, Andy. You want to go first? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead. And, I mean, it's me, might, might be because I'm local, but I think Kentucky-Louisville, they have the same passion mm. they have for basketball, football, and baseball. They really give into that. Like, And even in, in baseball, they faced each other in a Super Regional a couple years ago. Twitter was wild. The, the Central Kentucky was wild. Like, the entire state – was just going at each other's throats over two out of three baseball games. And that's intense. I love it, bro. I absolutely love it. Dude, low-key, I mean, over my entire life, I've always kind of idolized the Yankees and Red Sox. Like, (laughs) and there's something about, like, the Northeast and those fucking guys. Like, they just, like, get so fucking crazy. Like, the I remember, like, when I was a kid, I remember the Pedro Martinez play where, um, dude ran out to the, to, or to the, the pitcher's mound. I forget his name. His name was like Dick something. He was like 70 years old. And Pedro Martinez just grabbed him by the shirt and just fucking threw oh, him to the yes. fucking ground. I remember seeing all those brawls and shit. Like, they legit hate each other, dude. When Johnny Damon went to the fucking Yankees, like, I've always kind of idolized he's, that. He completely rivalry. switched sides, too. He didn't have – he had no love for the Red Sox. I know. Just like those Irish, like, crazy people from fucking Boston. Like, I just think that rivalry is absolutely insane. I'm going to – for my money, I'm taking Red Sox-Yankees. What about college sports? Like, same schools over, over multiple sports? That's a good question. There's a lot of hate between Ohio State and Michigan. Even in basketball? I haven't seen it. Of well, course, if, if Ohio State basketball had any passion, then we might. But I just haven't seen it. That's a good point. I think if you're going across all sports for every single for college, but for college sports, you might be right on Kentucky Louisville. It's a good question, though. Yeah, that, that that was brought to us by our good friend, well, my longtime friend Mike McMahon. You're telling me you don't like Yankees and Red Sox basketball? I, like, I do, but the, the the question was college sports. <laughs> well, that shows how much I'm paying attention. Yeah, it's it's like nine o'clock, guys. He's he's out. Shouts to Michael. That's my guy. <laughs> All right. This one from our good friend, old man, Larry. What's the Larry? ideal temperature to keep your room, apartment, or house? Three, two, one, 
69. 69. All right, next question. <laughs> Speed, I mean, it's literally perfect, though. Andy, I don't know about you, dude. I've literally – there's been parts of my life, like, like I don't have a car right now because it got stolen. Well, that's another story. But, like, I will literally – it doesn't matter what time of the year, my freaking AC in my car stays at 69. I don't care if it's the heat of the summer. I don't care if it's the fucking dead of winter. It stays at 69. Every man yeah, like, has to have a coat. It, it truly is a good temperature. It's like, I mean, it really it's is. It's a good. It's a great water. temperature for a blanket. Uh, it's not. It's definitely not too hot. Certainly not too cold. You can get comfortable, and That's right. like it just it just feels orgasmic. It's a win all the way around, bro. Every man has to have a coat. <laughs> but it really is. It, it honestly, just straight up temperature wise, though, it is legit. Now, if we're, if the sun is out and I'm outside, Andy. You can't beat like 61, 62 in like the start of spring. Oh, that's my favorite like Cooper weather of all like, time. Low 60s and sunny. You can put on a oh. sweatshirt and shorts. Especially, that's my favorite time of the year. That's why I love Mark's Madness maybe so much. Is like the winter's over, the snow is melting, flowers are coming out. Like Baseball those, starting. Those, I don't know about that so much. The first few days, Andy, though, of it being like 60 degrees and sunny are incredible because like you've been freezing all winter. So if it's 60, it's fucking warm. You are you know, doing cartwheels. It feels 60 great. and 60 and sunny. The first couple of days, 60 and sunny. I'm shorts and t-shirt. People in Cali are in fucking sweaters and shit. But I'm shorts and a t-shirt. And that's the best hooping weather of all time, in my opinion. No, I, I, I do agree. Because, like, you're out, you're, you can go out and shoot hoops, but oh, then go in and watch March Madness. So, oh, you're dude. still in season, and you can see I'm so ready, bro. I'm so ready. <laughs> All right, so this one's from Noisy Jaybird. Who's going to be who's going to be second to Creighton in the Big East? Also, <laughs> UConn fans are sus. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> you're clearly not Gen Z, Andy. No, or or, no, or you've never played among us. Never played among us. Second to Creighton's going to be Creighton because Creighton is Villanova. Yes, um, first Creighton's Villanova. <laughs> yeah, but if he's saying who's going to be third, then which I guess is his question, if he's going to be second to to Creighton. Um, gun to my head, Andy. Uh, Andy, you're not gonna like this, man. I got a feeling that this is gonna be Providence's year. Got a feeling. God and damn it, bluff. Now I'm not gonna win. They're not gonna win in the, in the NCAA tournament, obviously. Well, I mean, with the, like that's like saying you know, water <laughs> is not dry. Exactly. But I'm saying – but also, too, I guess I'm saying this, too, because if they are going to have a year, it has to be this year because UConn's getting good. Like, if they don't beat UConn this year, they're fucked. They, they will never hear the end of it. Honestly, no. they need to beat UConn and make a Sweet 16 here soon. I am saying, like, Providence fans, like, soak up this season. Like, while well, UConn's, like, not that good and while, well, like, you guys have some dudes – because I don't think it's happening again anytime soon. Like, I'm honestly predicting, Andy, over the next, like, 10 years, Providence to go, like, 3-17 and 17 versus UConn. Honestly, wouldn't doubt that one bit. They're going to uh, fuck Providence up. And they're, they're determined, too. Now, this year, next year, sh- it wouldn't shock me if Providence goes 2-0 this year against UConn. Wouldn't shock me at all. Because, I mean, Providence does have some good dudes. I mean, Next year, 1-1. One one. Next year, they split. Unless they play in the Big East tournament, then I don't know. And then after that, they'll be lucky to win a game every season. <laughs> Prov's got work to do. Ed Cooley, I'm going to say, Ed Cooley's seat is getting lukewarm, in my opinion. 
I would I would say so if he doesn't start doing something in the tournament, it's not about the regular season. It's not about I know, a semi, I know he's idolized, but they've really leveled off. And especially too, like after the Ben Bentle, Chris Dunn period, like they had a shit ton of momentum. And it's like all gone, I feel like. Because they've stayed recruiting at a high level, but like they're not doing anything. And I feel like their last couple of recruiting classes, as good as they've been, were kind of like, you know, Xavier's last couple of recruiting classes before where they, we, we under, underachieved. So I think his seat's getting a little lukewarm. I'm not going to say hot at all, but a little lukewarm. It's getting there where you got to start like thinking about yeah. are we going the right direction? I'm sure like, he's feeling pressure. I'm, I'm sure he's feeling pressure. Which could be good for him because, I mean, he's a good dude. He wants to win. He's a competitor. Uh, so he, he might – that might just be enough to get light a fire on his ass. But good luck recruiting to a college, man. Yeah. And not a university. Good luck. Imagine, have, imagine not having multiple colleges. <laughs> you. All right, so um, my answer for this will be I'm going to go second to Creighton. So I'm going to go St. John's. Not because I think St. John's is going to be good, but Creighton – Due to this question of being cocky, I think you're finished eighth now. I've bumped you down from second to eighth in the conference solely Ooh. because of that question and because you used the word sus, which is not a <laughs> Right so, in the birdie boiler, all right. Second to Creighton, ninth place St. John's. So enjoy that um, first four of the, um, of the Big East tournament. Way to bring the fire, bro. I'm proud of you. Nice job. <laughs> All right, this one is from our um, good friend Johnny's FTW, whatever the fuck that is. Um, why are you the way that you are? For the win. But they don't win. Um, That's a good point. So why are you the way that you are? What gives you the rights? <laughs> you know what, just Wait. give me a rock and just, why don't you just give me a rock and that says suck on this. <laughs> Who thought that would be funny? Why are you the way that you are? Why is the sky blue? Why does the wind blow? Why is Cap horny? Why is Cap horny? These are just universal truths, you know? I don't even believe in necessarily a why. We're just, you know, I'm just, you know, throwing my sail up and going where the wind takes me, Andy. I mean, like, we really can't explain why we are the way that we are. um, Because, I mean, we don't even know. We don't know who our true identity is because we're all the same person. Sometimes, Andy, you just got to be natural and just jump into the ocean naked. That's just kind of the way I live my life, Andy. We're just uh, kind of doing it live. That's Being the way natural. I was born? Yeah. All I, I want to be is my horniest self, Andy. That's it. With good sex in the Big East. Good sex in the Big East. Good sex in the, good sex in the Big East. I love, <laughs> I love the stutter, bro. Oh, dude. Adam Zagoria retweeted that today. Really? Good shit. Yeah, 50, 50K. Yeah, 50K saw that today. Nothing wrong with that. Good day. Good yeah. day. It's a good day for, for good sex. Good, good. <laughs> Not for me. Not for me. No, but, no. Good day for good abstinence. But for Twitter. Oh, always. Andy, what do we got next? Thank you, Johnny. All right. So we got from Marquette Overload, Blue Toe Oof. or Blue Blob? Imagine Marquette Overload, bro. <laughs> What an oxymoron. <laughs> the most absent fan base on Twitter. Mark call, overload, okay. overload of what, two? Yeah, exactly. What was the question? Blue toe or blue blob? Now, that blue toe is pretty good. So, what he's referencing is a, a Marquette McDonald's version of the blue blob. But kind of cool, and I can fuck with it. Obviously, this is a roll blob podcast, so I'm not picking another mascot. But I fuck with blue toe. Well, we have to go – 
we have to go with Blue Blob for two reasons. I mean, one, he's a legend. Horniest uh, and two, mascot did, the Does the Blue Top still exist? I'm not sure. But I saying. must I must say, I don't think I can pick Grimus here. Grimace. Uh, it's Grimus. The fucking McDonald's guy? Yeah, no, I'm saying Grimus because I don't like pronouncing things correctly. Oh, okay. But you're talking about the purple guy, right? Yeah, yeah, the purple okay. guy from McDonald's. So I'm Those glad that you classic. called it McDonald's version of the blue blob because that's exactly what I thought of as soon as I saw that motherfucker. My <laughs> that creepy. Yeah, that thing's weird looking. But I like where their head's at there. Just the execution was a little bit off. Andy, that picture looks like it's from 1994. It, I, even like the, um, the hairstyles. Yeah. Very like, like, very like creepy 90s vibes. I don't know. It just get, gives me like a '90s vibe. They love that shit. They uh, love mascot suits in the '90s. There was this Super Smash Bros. commercial with all the mascot suits, like Yoshi and Mario and big mascot suits. It was super weird. I don't actually. Super weird. It's like '99, probably way back in the day. Yeah, really weird shit. But yeah, we're going blue blob. But I appreciate Marquette for actually playing. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, like, I, thanks for I, showing up. When I got a notification from Marquette Overload, I was. It's, it was just a friendly reminder that hey. We're here. We exist. We do exist. <laughs> Marquette Lives Matter. All right. MLM, Marquette Lives Matter. Fair enough. All right. This one's from the X-Ray to Blue Blob. Oh, here we go. Have you ever clogged the toilet at your girlfriend's house, and what did you do? I need an answer ASAP, and it's <laughs> urgent. Do I tell her the truth or leave, leave it, <laughs> then fake my death? This reminds me of the Dumb and Dumber scene where the fucking flusher is out. <laughs> and he just drops a hammer and then the fucking flusher's out. Um, I've taken some nasty ones but never clogged it. I mean... Look, dude, I'd... the courtesy flush, my man. I know it's already past that point, but you gotta go courtesy flush. At halftime, you gotta flush that thing. It also just depends make, just on... Just make sure it all goes down. You but... gotta know your toilet. My toilet at this freaking crib, bro, is an absolute... Like, dude, it's Niagara, bro. Like, that thing will flush anything. So I'm good to go here. You got to know your toilet, you know? Like, here, I don't need a courtesy flush. I can just drop bombs. It's good to go. But you always got to go courtesy flush in a toilet you don't know. See, as someone who, I mean, I don't have girlfriends. Like, no girlfriends before marriage. Abstinence. I'm in, like, I don't marriage. know. <laughs> <laughs> Arranged like, marriages only. <laughs> Persianwifefinder.com. Arranged marriages and abstinence, my dudes. This is the way, King. So, like that, I TBD. I'll find out later. All right, that's a good. That's a good answer. Sometimes, Andy, you have to admit you don't know the answer. I can respect that. Yeah. So, like, I'm I'm not qualified to answer this because you know, no girlfriends before marriage. My man, keeping it real. All right, the final one from Cranjus McXavier basketball. Assuming the NCAA lets Ben ball and dreaming big, what are some other things that Xavier slash Big East Twitter should post into existence? <laughs> That's a really good question. Andy, so he's essentially saying, which agendas do you want to push? I am all for it. Well, one, we're defunding the AC. That, that 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 that's automatic. I think that's We're so automatic that doesn't. I think that's so automatic that it sh- like should be disqualified from this answer. I'm down to bring bug bug spraying cans to the crosstown shootout. By the way, yes. Every Deep time we face AAC. an AAC school, exterminate yes. it. Exterminate the bring, AAC. Bring off. 
what Xavier agendas do we want? Wow, that's a green light. That is, oh, that's such a great question. Like, that what is, is one next? hell of a green light. What yeah, is we, we, we need some big ones, man. I miss Andy. We need some kind of behind the backboard for free throws thing. Remember, we used to have that. We, did you go to games like the 2000s? Where we had that like big busy. The, yeah, the, um, the hypnotizing. The yeah, the big, yeah, we need something going on back there. Maybe a crazy fan or something to get shirtless or take his pants off or something. Um, I think it should be the light show should be mandatory. Oh, yeah, I'm here for that. Um, so like tweet into existence that the lower bowl gets off their high horse. Yeah, obviously we need a crazy Twitter fan section, by the way, too. Yes. Okay. Um, so yeah, so crazy Twitter. We've, we've been talking about that for a while. We need to get we need to get that going. But something that uh. Something like funny and weird. Obviously, Fanta's going to ride the horse into Cintas. Um, I'll be on the mini horse behind him. John Brandon gets casted as Gabe in the Office remake. Obviously. No uh, question about that. Can we get more balls for the ball toss? And there has to be a dude that has a cannon. Like, not yeah. a literal cannon. We need another Weisberger. We need another Weisberger. Weisberger freaking celeb shots at the cannon. You know what? Um, you know what I found about Weisberger today? What's that? He follows me, but has not accepted my follow request. It's like six months old. Good man. That's a smart man, Andy. That's like, a man that has the other bearings. way around. You would think, but he he Weisberger Andy is not your average schmo, Andy. This guy's living in the future. Okay, you can't put Weisberger in a box. No, no, you cannot. You cannot you, oh, put a unit in a box. Thought of it, bro. You know, like how the Reds games do, like promotions where it's like, hey, if you get ten strikeouts, there's like half off a UDF shake. Um, they should it's do, eleven strikeouts and free pizza. Yeah, the the Lickens thing. Uh, my dad says Snickle because that's Lickens backwards. Fun fact. They need some kind of promotion for like half off Herschel's at Dana's after the game. Oh, okay. We can actually get that happening. That would be hype. That would be freaking hype. I'm totally here for that. That'd be a good time. I'm totally here for that. That Dana Glenn. Man, I'm trying to think. What is a great agenda? I know. We're normally really good at this. Yeah, like we normally just think of shit. Yeah, this was too good a question. We might need to revisit this one next week. We might need to come back to this one. This might be a. This might appear twice. And I think I think we should definitely uh like come back to it because. I, I can't be put on the spot for this. I know. I think we've workshopped. We got some good ideas. I think we, we see some things forming. We made our little web chart thing, you know, like you had to do in sixth grade. So I think I see the web chart. We just don't have a, for, a formal idea yet. So I need to sleep on this one, Andy, and uh, we'll come back to this one. Maybe Friday. Maybe Friday yeah, we'll have our We'll, we'll get you. this one Friday. But I, yeah. I like the Herschel's idea. I like the um, – You can't rush an agenda. You know, it's <laughs> like a nickname. You can't rush it. You it, kinda, let, just, it, just deve- it just kind of just develops. But I love the thought-provoking. You know what I mean? We're workshopping here. Yes. You know, like the gif from Always Sunny where he's like Charlie's with the whiteboard and he's going crazy. Yes. His hair is wild. And he's shaking his hands. And that's how I feel right now. We're workshopping. Oh, we, we will get it. No question. So sleep okay, easy um, tonight. This is going to so be Wednesday. Gonna... Sleep easy tonight, Cranjus, because we're coming up with an agenda yes. for you. I said thank you for that because you were going to get something started. That but is the roll blob promise. I will go ahead and give an answer. I'm going to say Providence to, the a- Providence to the AAC. 
<laughs> Can they take Butler with them? Yeah, so Providence and Butler to the AAC, and we will – we don't even need to replace them. Fuck them. Move Gonzaga. Why don't we just take what take we Gonzaga. have here and move it somewhere else? Yeah. We'll just take Gonzaga and push it somewhere else. You know what, Patrick? That's that my work. <laughs> I'd be crazy enough to work. That is a fantastic idea. Yeah, so I love it. We are going to – we're going to sleep on that. Cranjus, you gave, you gave us some gold today. So shout out to you um, because we, uh, he also gave us a great segment idea that we're going to start kicking off every Friday. I've heard about this. Yeah, so you'll, you'll find out more about it on Friday, but we got a new segment. Thanks to, thanks to Cranjus and Xavier basketball. So thank you for being our idea, man. Cause we do nothing Big original. Time. Big time. But I think we got ourselves a midweek pod. I'm tying the bow as we speak, Andy. And oh, tying it like, is it a little gift, little gift time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one of those big bows you put on a car when you like buy your car, like your wife the uh, the stereotypical car. <laughs> imagine having a wife. Dude, imagine marriage. doing that in real life, buying a car for Christmas. Are you fucking I, kidding me? They got great Black Friday sales. How much of an idiot do you have to be to buy a goddamn car for Christmas? Imagine having a car. That too. It must be wild. <laughs> Imagine being a bitch. Oof. Could not be me. Could not be me. Andy, I say we put the bow on this thing for real, for real, tie the double knot, all that kind of fun jazz. It's fun as always. I'm getting fucking loopy, Andy. And I'm getting to that point where I get tired and big loopy. And big, big in the doghouse. Big in the dog. That too. Yeah, that too. Yeah, you might hear from hear from the uh, the owner next week. Um, but yeah, but I appreciate everyone listening. I know the stuff was a little choppy and we we're stupid, but I appreciate you guys tuning in as always. Really fun doing it, and we'll see you on Friday. As I said, um, don't forget to check out the female brain winter forecast, and then we'll be right right back at it Friday morning. Thanks to the world of college basketball one, baby.